Hey, what's up, guys? Cole right here, alongside my guy, Ryan Shazier. We're joined by Kaitlyn Jones this week to preview week nine. And boy, do we have a lot of Steelers talk. We're also touching on Brady versus Breeze and Ryan's firsthand experience with Mr. Big Chest, Antonio Brown. All that and more coming up next right here on the Thursday edition of the Ringer NFL Show. Today's episode of the Ringer NFL Show on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by State Farm. Getting great car and home insurance from State Farm at a surprisingly great rate? Well, that's like drafting a player that becomes an all-pro, the real deal. State Farm agents provide personalized service so you can customize your insurance to fit your needs, like a GM putting together their very own roster. You need a team that supports you, and State Farm's got a great one. In addition to agents, the award-winning mobile app helps manage coverage, pay bills, file claims, and much more. With a great price and even greater service, State Farm goes from strength to strength. Choose insurance that always brings its A-game. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your fantasy team, we know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices may vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford, or its affiliates. All right, everybody gather around because it's Thursday, but this is the usual crew on the Tuesday NFL podcast right here on The Ringer. He's Ryan Chasier. I'm Cole Wright. And since we are here on a Thursday, because of that trade deadline and election day that already passed on Tuesday. So like Ryan did on uh, Thursday, we're going to do a roundtable. We're going to welcome in a Ringer NFL writer. That's Kaylin Jones. Kaylin joining the fold. And uh, you're a Southern California guy, but uh, tell all the listeners out there who may not be familiar with you, at least with Ryan and I, tell them a little bit about yourself, man. Oh, man. So I grew up in Southern California. Um, as I told you all before the show, my I guess the weak claim to fame would be that I went to high school with Lonzo Ball. Uh, for two years, but yeah, that, that um, is that is a weak claim to fame. No, no disrespect that, to the balls, but uh, yeah, you got to get better than that, Kaylin. You got, do you, do you, <laughs> you got, do you got any uh, big baller brands? I do not. No, and I, I know people who do, but I've never ever like asked for any big baller. I'm trying to walk around without breaking my ankle if I'm going to go play out in the basketball court. So I'm going to need to see at least at least one pair of BBB shoes, the, the big baller brands, and maybe they'll still be stuck in the mail. That's here nor there. But either way, if you want to check us out, you can always listen on Spotify and check out all the other Ringer NFL show podcasts. That's five times a week. And for all you first time listeners, this is a player centric show. And we're going to loop myself and Kaylin in and we're going to try to pick Ryan's brain as we look forward to week nine because there's plenty of interesting topics that are dotting the landscape. And uh, Ryan, what more interesting spot is there right now than in the Keystone State of Pittsburgh, PA? Because uh, you told us at the beginning of the season, your Pittsburgh Steelers, well, they're unblemished. 7-0 and for the first time since the year I was born, man, 1978. So that uh, qualifies me as a Gen Xer. I'm not a baby boomer. 
Ryan tried to call me a baby boomer a little bit earlier before we kicked the show off. Man, I'm not that old. I'm, I'm only 42 years old. But when you take a look at your Steelers, 7-0 and for the first time in 42 years, I see you smiling, man. You got to be pretty proud about that. Man, you know, the Keystone State, man. Everybody has to wait on this, just like the election right now, you know? So you, you, everybody has to wait on this, you know? But at the end of the day, the Steelers, I told you guys that we're going to have one of the best records in the NFL. I told you we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And look, I said I, I was not going to predict any losses this season. And the way it's looking, man, I'm not going to I'm not going to speak speak speaking into existence because I don't want to jinx it. But like, come on, man! Like, we have the Cowboys next week, and I'm actually going to that game. You know, and uh, Debucci, he's not the quarterback to beat us. That's that's not going to be it. Debucci not going to beat us. I think that's what his name is. Debucci, right? Danucci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danucci. Yeah. Danucci. <laughs> All right. Yo, my fault. I thought it was Debucci. Because yeah, yeah. he, was th he was throwing some Debucci passes out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and the thing is, that's crazy. Is he's actually from Pittsburgh, man. You know, he's Pond Richland. Pond Richland is actually like a good school here. Like, so, it, you know, I wanted to see him be successful, but like, he's not going to be successful this week. You know, so I'm 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 really just excited about how we playing football right now, man. Our defense is on fire. Then we just got a, a trade for Avery Williamson, who's actually a really good linebacker. And we got him for scraps. You know what I'm saying? Like, so at the end of the day, the Steelers draft good players all around the board. We traded a fifth for a seventh, you know, and I feel uh, we're going to find a good pick with that seventh pick. And then that's going to be a good compliment for Spillane because Spillane's balling right now. But if Spillane starts to cool down mm -hmm. or we need some more uh, quickness in there for the passing downs, I think Avery Williamson can come in there and, and be a veteran role. So I think I, I'm excited, man. I think yeah. this I think this is a uh, uncharted territories for uh, for you guys. Okay. Well, Kalen, if you're Avery Williamson, man, you have to be on cloud nine. It's the definition of going from ashy <laughs> to classy. I mean, you go from the Jets to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, the one thing I really want to know is how did Avery Williamson, how did he get in contact with the Jets equipment manager and get his full uniform where he could pose out there on the streets of New York City? He was in the shoulder pads, jersey, pants. I mean, thigh pads. He had the helmet no, on. He was, he was standing under an umbrella. What happened, Ryan? I, no, I rock with that. I rock with that. Uh, okay, I like that. Absolutely. Picture. He was ready to get out of town. He's like, you know what? I'm going to buy an alternate uniform. So when I do finally get to blow this shop, I get to be out there and I get to pose for a picture. Caitlin, how about it? <laughs> yeah, no, that's wild. Because I, I lived in New York for a year. So he, he was right outside the Fulton Center. Like, over by the... He was literally... Over by the subway center, like you, you could hop on a bunch of trains to get to the airport from there. So that that's what was wild to me from that. But um, I mean, it, it's a you know, it's a, it's a perfect situation, like you mentioned, Cole. Like you go from a winless team to the winningest team in the NFL. It's it's you know, he should be on cloud nine. And this is a team like Ryan was saying. I think that they have the potential to go undefeated. I I'm still not buying it fully yet. When I look at their schedule, I mean, Dallas, that's probably a win. Uh, Jacksonville will probably win Washington, Indianapolis, Cleveland. Like those are, I think, teams that they can definitely wipe. But when I'm looking at the Cincinnati matchup and Baltimore and even Buffalo, I think that those matchups are going to be a little bit trickier than, you know, what we're assuming right now. I think Joe no, Burrow, 100%. the level that he's playing at right now, what he's got Cincinnati doing, they're coming off that win against Tennessee last week. I think what Baltimore is capable of, I think that there's the, like, there's a potential that Pittsburgh goes undefeated, but there's still, not clearly, you know, I'm not willing to say that they will just yet.
Well, no, like no. Ryan said, the, what, Ryan, you said you're not going to predict any Pittsburgh Steelers losses this year, but that's not <laughs> meaning that you don't think that they're going to lose maybe a game or two. It's no. almost like when I, when I predict for, for Kansas City, I'm not going to predict them to lose at all because I see them going in and potentially being able to win every single game as the season right. unfolds. But, you know, there's going to be some of those pitfalls along the way, those potholes, and that's maybe what we'll see with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, Ryan, like you said, this week you're going to be in Dallas, and I don't see that pothole coming this week for Pittsburgh and Big Ben. No, I don't, I don't see no potholes over there. I see a, a, a floodgate of, of running for James Conner. Just, 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 uh, they just open up the gates and just like, hey, just, hey, you want a touchdown? Run this way. I, I feel like that's 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 how it's going to be this week. So uh, I'm really, I'm really excited about this matchup for us, man. Um, you know, our team is really solid, man. And just we just uh, just got to stay consistent. And I, I and I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Like. I predicted them to go like thirteen and three this year, you know, fourteen and two. But at the end of the day, I just I'm not gonna say like every time you ask me who you think gonna win this week, I'm just I'm gonna stay the Steelers. You know, so if they go undefeated, man, that's 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 one hell of an achievement. But at the end of the day, what what, what did the uh, Bulls uh used to say? It don't mean a thing if you ain't got that ring. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So so at the end of the day, we gotta uh go out there and just be consistent because the, the the guys that really scare me the most is the Chiefs because I don't think the Ravens will come back down there and run the ball like they did in the first half because obviously they didn't do it in the second half versus so the second the, the second time we play them we got to see how this game is going to unfold you know and it's going to be in Pittsburgh you know so they had obviously it's not as much of a home field advantage but still it's a home field advantage so I feel like it's going to be a really tough game next time but. I think the one team that really scares me, and I talked to you guys about this before, it's the guy with the mohawk, the guy, the guy with five hundred million dollars playing quarterback right now. Yeah. You know, it's they, they kind of scare me because they just have weapons all over the field, man. It's just like, and now they have running backs too, so it's it's, it's kind of scary. But the thing that 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 gives me hope is that their defense is okay, but I like our offense versus their defense. And I like our defense versus their offense just to slow them down. You know what I'm saying? We just got to slow them down because at the end of the day, you're not stopping Mahomes. But Coach Tomlin does a good thing in recognizing people's weaknesses and, and taking that away. I mean, yeah, I mean, strengths and taking that away. Mm -hmm. And he's probably going to find out what the Raiders did and use that game plan against the Chiefs. Yeah, and you know what? I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but it, it may be a little too early for some unblemished that 16-0 and 0 talk. But, Kalen, let, let's fast forward to the AFC mm -hmm. title tilt. Let's put the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers in there because Ryan, he said that he's not going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers to lose on a week-to-week -week basis. So this is weeks down the road. We're talking <laughs> AFC championship with a berth to play in the Super Bowl on the line. What, what do you think? Is this a Pittsburgh Steelers game to win or is this a Kansas City Chiefs uh, victory and as they waltz their way into the Super Bowl for back-to-back -back appearances. No, so I mean, look, the Steelers match up really well against Kansas City. When you look at that Raiders game like Ryan was talking about, what they did well against Mahomes and Kansas City's offense was they limited them, you know, possession-wise. Uh, the Raiders were able to play clock control. They did a really good job possessing the ball, keeping the ball out of Mahomes' hands. And then also when, you know, Kansas City did have the ball, they were doing a great job of getting pressure. Like Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell had the game of their lives. So... You know, I, I don't know if Pittsburgh's offense, you know, on a consistent week to week basis, uh, you know, maybe they show up against, you know, Kansas City's defense. But I don't really trust, you know, Ben Roethlisberger to this point being able to, you know, produce at the level that we're used to seeing him maybe in the past. 
You know, I, I don't think that against that Kansas I think the Kansas City defense is honestly one of the most underrated units in the league, and they do a pretty good job of taking the ball away. So I, I don't know if I pick Pittsburgh, pick Pittsburgh to win that matchup, but, you know, their defense would definitely 100% get them a chance. And like Ryan mentioned, I think Mike Tom would be able to coach them up and, you know, make in-game adjustments, especially in terms of, you know, possessing the ball and keeping away from Mahomes, where it gives Pittsburgh a really good chance of, of competing in that game, but I wouldn't pick them per se. So, like, to me, I, I, I just think, I, I'm, I'm, obviously I'm biased, but yeah, I think. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, but I think that the Steelers' offense technically have more weapons than the Raiders. You know, obviously, uh, Jacobs is really, really good, man. Like, he's, yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the truth. He's the truth. And I'm, I, I love James, but James isn't as good as Jacobs, you know. And, but I think that when it comes to the running attack, we have a, a value, uh, we have a, a slew of running backs. And then I think overall weapons-wise, I feel like we have more than the Raiders. And one thing that Ben Ben does have games when he does turn the ball over a lot. Yeah. But this season, he hasn't really been doing that. He he had, I think, one or two games we had some bad turnovers. The, the Texans game, I mean, the Titans game was the bad one. But other than that, he hasn't really been turning the ball over like like he used to in the past. So I feel like he's been controlling the ball a little bit better. And then I, I definitely like our our pass rushers over anybody in the league right now. Okay, Ryan, but what about the locker room? How much do they talk about the undefeated record? 7-0, and what's next? Do they take it game by game or do they actually look ahead and say, okay, we, you know, we can win this game, we can win that game. And if, you know, if we can do what needs to be done, you know, we'll be bringing home a seventh Vince Lombardi trophy. Every time I was in the locker room and we always looked ahead, that's when we lost the game we weren't supposed to lose. Mm. You know, so um, I think these guys are really just focusing in on, hey, like, let's just win this week. And Coach Chalmers try to really focus on that because whenever you think ahead, because I remember a few times I thought ahead of other teams and a team slipped up on us and beat us or we let them stay in the game and they end up sneaking it away from us. So I think these guys are just really trying to focus on week-to-week basis, man, because when you start thinking about, hey, let's go 16-0, and now you're not even thinking about what matters anymore, and what matters is about getting better every week. You know, because if you win each game every week, then you're going to go 16-0, and you know what I'm saying? But if you're thinking about going 16-0, and the moment you don't go 16-0, and now you're you're disappointed. You know, if you go 15-1, and that's a – absolutely great season. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, I think it's more of just focusing on each win because when you're thinking too far ahead of the, line, ahead of the road, you you start losing games but uh, the halfway point of where you're trying to get to, and that's when you start slipping up. Absolutely. Now, Kalen, there's no doubt about it. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they're one of the best when it comes at finding that, that unearthed talent at the wide receiver position. But at the head coaching position, we know Mike Tomlin as good as it gets. Never had a losing season in his time at the helm for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So when it comes to his peers, why do we never hear Mike Tomlin's name mentioned when it comes to Bill Belichick or Coach John Harbaugh or Pete Carroll or Andy Reid? Coach, Coach Tomlin, he's right there. He's in the mix with all those guys. No, he absolutely is. And, you know, part of it is, you know, one, he inherited, you know, a very talented, I mean, he's a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise and he inherited a very talented roster, immediately went on to win a Super Bowl very early on in his career. So that definitely plays a role. And then the other thing with it too, I mean, he's a black coach. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I don't think, you know, Tyler Tynes wrote a really good piece for the Ringer this week about how, you know, black coaches are not afforded the same opportunities within the coaching realm. And I think, you know, when it comes down to perception, um, of their job, I think 
you know, they're held to a much higher standard as well. I mean, you just look at Detroit Lions with Jim Caldwell just a few seasons ago, fired after, you know, bringing them to the playoffs, averaging, you know, decent uh, winning percentage. But then you have Matt Patricia on the other hand, who has only has been, had the job for three years, hasn't done anything with it, and he still has his job. I, I mean, when you talk about what Tomlin has done, I mean, just based on his own achievement, like you mentioned, no losing record, uh, has always coached in what is a really competitive division. Mm-hmm. You know, the AFC North has never, you know, had an NFC East year like this year. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers have made the playoffs, you know, eight times out of the 13 seasons so far, and they'll probably make it a ninth time out of 14 this year. And I mean, even last year, the achievement of having one of the worst offenses in the league and then still being able to manage that eight and eight record and nearly making the playoffs last year, I thought spoke you know volumes about the coaching job that he does on a week in week out basis. Mike Tomlin is one of the best when you talk about in game adjustments, maximizing the talent that is available to him. And, you know, he really does deserve to be on that same in that same realm as, you know, the Belichicks and the, and the Harbaugh's and everyone else in the league and the Carroll's. But the problem is, I guess, like Ryan mentioned earlier, you need to win a ring. So mm-hmm. until he probably picks up another one or two, he won't be regarding the same realm consistently. But I think if we're going to talk about best coaches in the league, Mike Tomlin, year in, year out, always deserves to be a part of that conversation. Uh, active coaches, I think what Coach Tomlin, the, the only coach ahead of him in uh, active like winning percentage is what, Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. So how is it possible all these other guys are in front of him? And I, I, I completely agree. Like, it, it, it's unfortunate, but Coach Tomlin, just because he's a, a black male, um, he doesn't get the same fortitude as some of these other coaches. And these other coaches are great coaches. Like, Andy Reid's a great coach. He's been coaching for a long time. Harbaugh and Pete Carroll, all these are great coaches. And, you know, and all these coaches constantly winning Coach of the Year and all these other awards. You can't tell me Coach Tomlin wasn't a Coach of the Year last year. With the roster that he had last year, Obviously, Harbaugh went 14-2, and and that was an awesome record. Nobody expected that at the beginning of the season with Lamar. But he had a, a, a phenomenal player at quarterback. You know, that when you have a phenomenal player at quarterback, hey, your coaching job is easy. When you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, hey, call a few plays, and he, he going to go play backyard football. You know what I'm saying? And look, every quarterback, every coach we're talking about right now, Besides, and, and, and Coach Tomlin, he has a, a dog quarterback too. But look, Bill Belichick, if you think about it, his quarterback has always been better than Ben. Andy Reid, not always, but Andy Reid, he has Patrick Mahomes. He's technically better than Ben. Lamar, it depends what category you put Lamar in, mm-hmm. but some people will say he's better than Ben, some people won't. As a quarterback, he's not better than Ben. As a football player, he's better than Ben. <laughs> Me personally. Okay. Uh, and, and Pete Carroll. He has he has Russell Wilson. Absolutely. All these have wonderful quarterbacks, man. And, and 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 Ben is a great quarterback too. But but I feel like you should put him in the same category because none of these guys have better winning percentages. And all these guys, every year somebody has. Oh man, my team is hurt. My team isn't as good. Like Bill Belichick, he's making excuses. We paid everybody. I'm not trying to hear that, Bill. Like win. You know what I'm saying? Like Andy Reid, he had bad seasons. Harbaugh had bad seasons. They had people hurt. Tomlin had people hurt. Mm-hmm. And they, he had people hurt. He still ended up 88. We had our fourth string quarterback out there. We win a champ, we win the games. People thought Duck was about to be the next <laughs> best thing. And then Duck started, started quacking. And they was like, yo, no, take him out. Get him out of here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But and they like they have to give him the same type of respect, man. Like this coach, he worked, he goes in there at five in the morning. I used to go in there at five in the morning. He was there, man. Like, 
watching film, watching everything. He would go sit down with players. If, if you don't understand something, let me know so I can make sure that you are comfortable with what's going on. Like, it's a lot of times guys have coaches just like, hey, man, this is what we're calling. And I don't care if you like it or not. This is my play call. Coach Tomlin, he relates to the guys and understands what works for the guys. And he he plays he plays his system through that because that's going to help them win games. When you try to force feed people stuff that they can't learn, you're not going to win. And, and I don't understand why he doesn't get the same credit. And obviously, the achievement he had is an awesome achievement for our community, the black community. He passed Tony Junji for the most, the most wins as a football coach, as a black football coach. Mm-hmm. But in the day, he's a coach. He's a football coach. And he wants to be one of the greatest coaches of all time, not just the greatest black coach of all time. Right. So just, he should get the same type of credit. Yeah, no doubt about it. Mike Tomlin, a class for all seasons. And for those who think that all coaches in the National Football League are afforded the same opportunities, just ask Steve Wilkes how things went in Arizona. He was fired for not winning enough games. And then the Cardinals, what they do? They went out there and hired a guy who didn't win enough games at the collegiate level. And like Ryan said, if anytime you have Patrick Mahomes, you should be able to just walk right into victories each and every single week. But uh, yeah. no disrespect to Cliff Kingsbury, but he was not able to do that as the head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders in Lubbock, Texas, with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. So, uh, Steve Wilkes, well, we, we felt for you after that one and done with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, still to come, Ryan said that uh, it's all about having that premier quarterback, and that's what Mike Tomlin has. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger, well, he's one of the elder statesmen in the league, just like Tom Brady and Drew Brees. And lo and behold, that's going to be one of the matchups this week. Tampa Bay hosting the New Orleans Saints. And we're going to discuss that, plus the return of Antonio Brown. Ryan, I know you got a story about AB in your back pocket, so stick around. More to come right here on this Thursday edition of the NFL Podcast on The Ringer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your fantasy team, we know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices may vary by state. Options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. 
So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Now let's dig in to the premier matchup. It's Sunday night football. It's Bucks. It's Saints. It's down there at Raymond James Stadium. Tom Brady and the Bucks. Well, Ryan, they're starting to catch stride a little bit, but uh, the Saints... Well, they're no walk in the park. It's a first place versus second place matchup in the NFC South. And at the game's end, someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. That's obvious right there. But just when it comes to the, the level that these two guys are playing at, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, both of these cats over 40 years old, it's like they've been hanging out with Ponce de Leon, sipping from that fountain of youth lately. I'm going to be honest. Tom Brady's been playing some awesome football right now. Drew Brees has been playing some average football, but they're winning football games. So at the end of the day, he's... He's winning. You know, it's Alvin Kamara playing Austin football for the Saints right now. <laughs> you know, but I'm going to be honest. But I, I'm, I'm really excited to see this, man, because, you know, it's, it's crazy because every week they go back and forth for who has the most touchdowns in NFL history. You know, like, that's, that's, that's exciting, man. This is history that we're about to see. Because I'm going to be honest, one of these guys is probably going to retire after this year. And I don't think it's going to be Brady. Hold on. You want to say that one more time? What What would you say? What was that? I think Drew Brees is retiring this year. Wow. So it's Super Bowl or bust right now for, for Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints? I, I, I feel it. I feel like it is, man. I really feel like it is, man. Because so, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but would that then set up the perfect exit for Sean Payton then to go coach the Dallas Cowboys? Because we know the dumpster <laughs> fire that's going on in Dallas. I don't mean to hijack the topic of conversation right here, Ryan. <laughs> but if Drew Brees is gone, that, that that's a perfect opening for Sean Payton. I, I, think, I think he's out of there, man. I think he's out of there. I'm gonna be honest, man. Like, it, he wants to be considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he still already is. But at some point, you gotta walk away with some type of—I'm not gonna say dignity because he's playing good. He's playing football better than. I'm not going to do it because all my friends that are Bear fans they hate when I throw you under the bus. <laughs> so I'm not going to use a Bears quarterback. So he, he's playing—he he, he's playing better football than a lot of other quarterbacks in the league right now. But at the end of the day, he's not playing Drew Brees football, you know, and they don't look like a good team. Obviously, he needs Mike Thomas back. So let's see how Mike Mike looks when he gets back. But I don't I don't think Drew likes the football that he's playing right now. Obviously, they're winning football games and they're going to establish things down the road. But I feel when you look at the two quarterbacks right now, just looking at their numbers, take their names off their back, you think Tom is still in his 30s. But when you look at Drew, you're like, ah, this, this guy looks a little, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you could have went with a Jacksonville quarterback. I mean, Gardner Menchie, you didn't have to go. You know, Ryan, we, we talk about this all the time. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I, say, you know I didn't I say nothing Chicago, about the Bears. Right? Yeah. I didn't oh, say nothing yeah. about the Bears. Kalen, I heard him say something about the Bears, that passive-aggressive mention it, uh, of the Chicago Bears and Nick Foles, Mitchell Trubisky. You said everything in the world, Ryan, without saying anything at all. But, uh, you know, when, when it comes to <laughs> some of these quarterbacks getting a little long in the tooth there, Kalen, I mean, these guys are outplaying some of these youngsters out here. Some of these young guys, they better get their act together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but it, it speaks to, like Ryan was saying, these two are, you know, arguably two of the best, you know, quarterbacks of all time. What Drew Brees and Tom Brady are able to do, you know, post 40 years old is incredible. But that being said, like, I kind of agree with Ryan. I, I would be shocked if Brees came back, you know, next season. I mean, the dude is skipping passes, you know, in front of receivers every week, it feels like. His arm strength just isn't there. It's not the same as what it used to be. I mean, statistically, he's averaging, you know, five yards, uh, five air yards per attempt, which is literally career low, if, if that's what, you know, he, he was going to project the season as. Um, that being said, though, man, I mean, you know, for, for Brady, for what he's been able to do, he's shocked me because I thought the, the, the debate of whether or not he was cooked was, you know, 
arguably you could have had that conversation two years ago about whether his level of play had been slipping, you know, yeah. without having Gronkowski in that lineup. But I mean, granted, he has all the weapons in the world in Tampa Bay, but he looks the part, you know, he, he's able to push the ball downfield. He doesn't look like he's 42 years old. You know, Drew Brees looks like he's 43 when he's only 41. But I mean, look at they're they're in their 40s for what they're able to do even right now. And with Caleb, Drew Brees Caleb, playing competent what, football, what's wrong with being 42, wild. man? What's, hey, not, there's nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with being 42. Nothing wrong with being 42. I'm on, just him. saying you just might be a little. You may not Caleb's be able to do what you used to do. over here, wet behind the ears. What are you about? 25, 26, 27. <laughs> I'm 24. Okay. <laughs> I'm in my... Wow. See, that's what All I'm right. saying. Yeah. Hey, you, baby, hey, baby booners get mad relatively easy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got to learn how to say yes, sir, no, yes, sir, no, sir to my my elders. So that, that's wow. what I was raised to do. Okay. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, what about when it comes to some of these older quarterbacks? Are, are, are we lumping Big Ben in that group, Ryan? Is, does Aaron Rodgers, does he fall into that mix in a... I know if there's one guy who's sitting out in front of that, that the old folks club waiting to get let in, he's, he's still talking to the bouncer. It has to be Russell Wilson because at last look, Russell Wilson's not getting any younger anytime soon. He just gets better with age. He's not considered an old quarterback. No, he's not an old quarterback yet. Okay. But because like Ben's like 38. I think Aaron's like with 36. Yeah. And then Phillip Rivers, he falls under that umbrella yeah. as well. Phillip Rivers definitely falls 39. under that umbrella. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like once you get to like that 38, 37-ish range, I feel like that's when you're in, like, the old man's club, you know? Wow. You know, man. I'm going to be honest, like, man, you got to think about it. Ben is, I'm I'm 28. Ben is 10 years older than me, and mm -hmm. he's less than 10 years younger than Coach Tomlin. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like that when you're that close to your coaching age, you're getting you're old. You know, like you're old, you're kind of old. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it is what it is. You know, <laughs> but but I feel me honestly, I feel Ben is playing better football than Drew. Me personally, yeah, I yeah, feel Ben. You know, but so and that's why I feel like right now, out of all the old quarterbacks, if you want to add Aaron in there, you can add Aaron. Aaron is number one, but then you'll pick. I'll pick. Uh, uh, Tom's to like just the way they're playing, not just like not their overall career, just the way they're playing. I'll pay, I'll pay Aaron is one, you know, Tom is two, Ben is three, and then it's a toss up between Phillip Rivers and uh mm. and, and Drew Brees because Phillip Rivers be having uh, some no, good that's, games. That's not, that's, not a, that's not a toss up. I don't even care what Drew Brees could have zero <laughs> wins on the season. Uh, Drew Brees is a winner. And he has no, a regular a throwing motion. And I'm he's sorry. A, like he's I said, a winner. I'm, he's I'm a gonna winner, get this out of the way. No disrespect, Philip Rivers, but I just can't trust that throwing motion. I can't, I can't trust that throwing motion. He's a Hall of Famer. He gets it done. He gets it done. Is he a Hall of Famer? Mm. I think that could be another topic of conversation for a <laughs> yeah. whole nother ringer <laughs> NFL podcast right here. Is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? I, it's some I, Hall I, of I don't Famers. Know. It is some Hall of Famers that, that never won Super Bowls before. Well, uh, that, what, the, the what, what, what has Dan Marino done that Phillip Rivers haven't? I mean, he, Phil, Phillip, uh, Phillip Rivers has never been the mm -hmm. most prolific passer in all the league. Dan Marino, yeah. he, he was the guy that, that set the bar. I mean, hey. th those big-time passing seasons, th hey, Dan Marino hey, had all hey. those in his back pocket. Hey, but I'm saying, but that's, that's Phillip Rivers are matching Dan Marino kind of yours, isn't he, now? Mm, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that one. We'll circle back to that one. But uh, Ryan, when it, when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger, and you said he's ten years older than you, was was there ever a point in time where you you know made mention of something to Ben where he was like, "Huh? What? 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 What, what are you talking no, about? So, I don't know what the kids these days are about." 
Nah, so I actually talked to Ben and um, just about trying to gel with the guys. And you said, to be honest, man, it, it, he said it's kind of hard. You got to think about it. Ben is 38, Juju's 23, you know? So um, he's, he's what, 15 years older than him. Yeah. So, man, it's, 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 it's hard, man, because Juju's over here TikToking. And Ben kids are thinking about TikToking, man. Yeah, like the only TikTok Ben thinks about is the grandfather <laughs> clock at the bottom of his yeah. steps in the front right. of his house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, like like Ben was like, man, it's it's harder. Like people always like Ben. You know, he tries to relate with the guys as best as he possibly can. And I know Tom and Drew does the same thing. But in the day, like people rate. Uh, first of all, people are raised totally different. But then also, you have guys that are are. A lot younger than you. I remember I was talking to Ben one time, and I was like, "Man, like Ben, how do you get close to guys?" He's like, "Man, I'm gonna be honest. It's really hard to get close to guys because everybody I came into the league with, or I was close to, are all gone now. So it's like I don't truly have friends on the team like everybody else anymore. Like a lot of times, people just see me as a mentor or just the quarterback. You know, a lot of guys don't really see me as a friend on the team, so it's kind of hard to relate to guys for real because we." Like we, the things that we like now are completely different. When I was younger, I liked the clubbing and talking about women and just and, and just football. Like obviously, we all love football, but just talking about things that young guys talk about. But now, when I'm older, I'm not trying to talk about clubbing. You know, I'm trying to talk about like <laughs> I'm trying to talk about like, hey, my family. You know, we might talk about like. Things that families do, you know, let's talk about the baseball game that just happened or, hey, you want to go smoke a cigar? Like, Juju might smoke cigars, but, like, when you're 21, you're not really smoking cigars. Like, nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, and that's what Ben likes to do. So, like, they, like, with older guys, they like stuff that's completely different. And, like, I had talked to him before about that, and I was like, damn, like, that really makes sense. You know, because when you're playing, when you're playing defense, you all can get together and get along with guys, but... But guys do like different stuff, and you don't really have to relate to them as much as you have to relate to a receiver. Like, quarterback and receiver have to be on the same page. We have to be on the same page on defense, too, but yeah. it's more like, hey, you do your job, I do my job, hey, we're good. But if a quarterback and receiver don't like each other, I I do not see them being really successful. Like, there's only one match, it's only one in history I know that didn't like each other and that were successful, and everybody found out they didn't like each other until one got booted out. And that was A.B. and Ben. Hmm. You know, but the thing is, from the outside looking in, it looked like they loved each other until the last season. You know, so that's, you know, like, playing quarterback's hard, man. But I, me personally, like, I had a great relationship with Ben because I went to him, I'm like, hey, Ben, like, you know some stuff you can help me out with, man? You cool? Like... Would you be cool if I come over? I'll come smoke a cigar with you. Cause I like I like doing that type of stuff. I have a wife, I have kids. Like I don't like I like going to the club, but I I I I watch I watch a football game and smoke a cigar and be chilling. You know, yeah. that's the stuff I like. Like, so that's the same stuff Ben likes to do. So like building a relationship like that, it's not hard. But when you're young, when you're young trying to deal with the old man's club, it's like, man, like. What you want to do and what I want to do is completely polar opposite. So it's just like, it's hard to even relate. 
Yeah, you talk about being in the old man's club. You're old, well beyond your years, Ryan. You like to smoke a cigar. You like to talk with the old heads about what they like to grill. You like to talk about all the bargains. Man, I got five of those shirts, the same shirts, different colors for for 50% off. That's what old heads talk about because I know that's that's what always gets my pot stirred up right there. You know, I'm, I'm about to hit the grill a little bit later on tonight. But, you know, one thing that jumped out to me is that you said that there was a contentious relationship between Big Ben and Antonio Brown. And nobody knew that until A.B. left Pittsburgh. But one thing we do know is that he's going to be making his season return this year. And he and Tom Brady, I don't know what it is, Ryan, but they seem to have a little something cooking down there. We saw it in New England in in that game versus the Miami Dolphins. And uh, you know what? Before, Ryan, before we get to you, because I I know you know Antonio Brown, but Caitlin, I want to get your take. What do you think Antonio Brown is going to bring to this, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense? Because we've seen Tom Brady the last few weeks He's starting to really spread things around. And now that they have Gronk involved, you throw A.B. in the mix. I mean, that's like throwing gas on a fire, man. But yeah, like the addition of Antonio Brown, you know, like Ryan Ryan could probably speak to this, you know, schematically football is a numbers game. And when you talk about what Tampa Bay has in terms of weapons, you're talking about Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. Now you're adding Antonio Brown to the mix. It just leaves him at least there's going to be someone every play. Who defenses they're not simply not going to be able to account for all those guys and Brady has been playing at a level where he's able to distribute the ball really well and pick apart defenses and we've seen what you know a revamp Rob Gronkowski is able to do in terms of opening up the passing game for them so like you mentioned it's going to be gasoline on a fire for them and the other thing about it is that over the past few weeks you know while you know Brady has definitely had success there's definitely been those minute those moments of frustration like on Monday night we saw with some of the younger receivers like where he, the chemistry is still coming together. And I know that we've only seen one game with Brady and Antonio Brown together back in New England. It was that four catch of what, 50 yard performance against Miami. Mm-hmm. But there's chemistry there between Antonio Brown and Tom Brady. So I think, you know, during him in there for, um, forgive me, for Justin Watson, Tyler Johnson, or even the Scotty Miller, replacing him, them with Antonio Brown or like filling him in. I think that the potential is going to be sky high. You won't see as many, you know, we probably won't see Brady getting as frustrated as he was, you know, on Monday night and against the Bears on that Thursday night matchup either. I think that it just helps, you know, this offensive chemistry moving forward, even though he's a new piece. There's going to be a way that he fits in. I honestly think Brady still might get frustrated. I think, I think Antonio is going to have a, he's going to have an awesome next what, eight games? I think he's going to have an awesome next eight games. Mm-hmm. I, Antonio, to me, it was the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, not right now. Like, he's going to have to earn that back. But, like, you know, with uh, DeAndre, because at the end of the day, he didn't play, what, a year and a half, you know? Yeah. So, a year and a half could be big. I know he's been working on routes, but who has he been having throwing to him? High school football yeah. players? Like, that, that mm-hmm. don't count. You know, so, but I think he's gonna have a. I think he's gonna have an awesome year, man. Like, the thing is with with AB, man. I just, I just want him just to, you know, like he said, he's turned over a new leaf. I really, I really hope he does, man. You know, because, you know, sometimes he just, he just wishy washy, and I just don't, I don't want to see that happen again, man. Like he, he, he goes up. And he has really, like, really, really high moments, and he has really, really low moments. And I, I really, I just don't want to see that from him, man. It just, it's, it's, it's really, it's really sad, man, because he's an awesome football player yeah. and he's a surefire Hall of Famer when he doesn't let his off the field get in the way, you know. So, and obviously Tom wanted him there. Tom mm-hmm. vouched for him before the season when he was before he got suspended. When he got suspended, he still vouched for him. Bruce Arians 
basically does not want him, but he's bringing him in because he said, hey, he pretty much, what did Coach Thomas said, we don't want, we want volunteers, not we want, hostages. We want volunteers, <laughs> not, not hostages. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and basically, that's what, that's what Bruce Arias said, hey, we want you to volunteer to want to win because we ain't dealing with the bullshit of you talking about, hey, I need the ball. And I just hope he just go over there and understand, hey, I'm focused on the team. I'm trying to win. Tom vouched for me to come in here. So, um, you know, Tom really likes him. I and mean, I, I think uh, Tom really think that they could do something special together. You know, yeah, so. it's, almost, it's almost like Mike Singletary. He said he wants winners. He wants people who want to win. That's that's how Bruce Arians <laughs> feels down there in Tampa. Now, we know that Antonio Brown, Ryan, he's one of the hardest workers on and off the field in all the league. And he's just a different dude, you know, plain and simple. When, when he was on the Oakland Raiders, he went to Derek Carr's son's birthday party. And what did he do? He brought his own chef with him. He brought his own cake. He brought his own food. And he offered it up to everybody. But that just lets you know he's a different kind of guy. And Antonio Brown, when all is right with him and everyone is on the same page, he can do some pretty special things. And like you said, there's eight games left for this Tampa Bay squad and Antonio Brown looking to make an impact in every one of them. Yeah, no, nah, he's going he's gonna to make a huge impact, man. Like, that's the one thing Antonio is going to do. He's going to impact, positive or negative, he's going to impact. <laughs> and, um, and the thing is, like, the biggest thing for me with Antonio is like he's all for attention, man. Like he love it, like he's super about attention, man. Like on the field, off the field. Like obviously, you coming to a kid's birthday party. I know you want to eat healthy. If you gonna eat healthy, man, I right, either bring your food, you know, have it cooked, and you eat it, or you eat it before, or eat it after. Like. Don't bring your shelf and then offer it to everybody else at somebody yes, that's, else's that's, party. That's weird. That's a little weird. Yeah, that, that's that's doing too much. You know, the thing is, that's way too much. And, then, and to me, like, for, for like, Antonio's like a wishy washy friend, bro. Like, and he might—I don't know if he's going through bipolar and all that. He's bipolar and all that stuff. But like, one day, like, me and him will be cool. And then if you don't say something he wants to hear, then he's mad at you. And it's like, bro, like, I'm not—I'm not time. I don't have time to the the suck up to you and be your best friend. Like, if you don't want to hear what I got to say, I'm trying to tell you for your best advice. And like, from my, from my best experience, you know what I'm saying? And, and to me, I just, I just hope he doesn't do that over there. You know, I just hope he, like, he's turned over a new leaf. Like, hey, I'm coming in, I'm trying to focus on football. Hey, you got, you got some insight for me? Give it to me. You know, but it's like, I remember Tom's, like, he got mad at me, I think, because I, I, it was weird. He blocked a lot of people on the Steelers, but I, but he he blocked a lot of people and he didn't block a lot of people. And my locker was literally right next to his. And every time I used to talk to him before he left, me and him was super cool. But then I randomly, I randomly got blocked. And I think I got blocked because it was like, man, who would you rather have? A B or Juju when I talked to NFL Network before? And and I was like, man, I wish the best for A B, but at the time, like whoever's gonna help the team, like I want them here. You know, like you don't want to be here, man. Best of luck in your in, in your endeavors, you know. And uh, a few weeks later, I got blocked on Twitter, and I'm like, damn, yeah, blocked on Instagram. I'm like, bro, like I didn't even say I wished you good luck. You know what did, I'm saying? Did, like, I was don't... that interview? Was that you and I on that interview, Ryan, back in the day? Did I ask you that question? No, no, it was during the, it was during the uh, Super Bowl. It was during okay. the Super Bowl uh, okay. Super Bowl weekend in Atlanta, and I was like. I'm like, bro, like, I'm not even, I'm not showing, like, no beef or, like, I'm not throwing no shade on you, but, like, bro, if you just, if you want friends that's going to tell you what you want to hear, I'm, that's not me. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I want to be a, if I'm your friend, I'm gonna tell you how it is, and then I want you to tell me how it is because at the end of the day, that's the, how we get better as people, you know. And you know, so I hope you don't bring that there. I hope you just a genuine dude, focus on winning. Mm-hmm. If you if you want if you if you want the money, just focus there, do your job, and then leave. Like it's some guys that don't talk to nobody, just leave, do your job, and get out of there. You know what I'm saying? But don't make it about yourself. Make it like it's a team game, and the moment he making it about himself. Tampa's not going to go to the Super Bowl. All right. Well, Brian, you know, it could have been me that you did the interview with because I was down there at, at the Super Bowl in Atlanta. No, you, no, and you, know, I, I, you know, the funniest part about it is I was doing a show with the Hall of Famer. He'll remain unnamed, but we had a producer that kept getting in his ear because he wanted him to rap, and he kept saying, dude, dude, you need to rap. And let me just let you know, this Hall of Famer does not like being called dude. I mean, this cat, I mean, he absolutely flipped. He's like, man, my own son doesn't call me dude. I'm never going to let this guy call me dude ever again. And let, one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet, like I said, his name will remain unnamed, but it just, it, oh, it makes me think back uh, to that nah, time in Atlanta. No, nah, I, don't, I don't, like Cole, I, I, the reason I say I, I, it wasn't you because it was on a round table with, uh, I was on a round table with uh, Dion, uh, LT, okay. and, and Peter, Peter Struker, I think his name is. Peter Strager. So, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, Peter Strager. People a lot more important than me, <laughs> Hall of Famers, and then Peter Strager, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's, that's how you soften the blow right there, Ryan. I, I like how you did that. Uh, now, yeah, I was, uh, I was trying not to say, but you okay. like, hey. Oh, okay. I, 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 you was like, I, I promise you it was me. I'm like, all right, bro. All right. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're pretty much telling me, like, yeah, I think you were packing your bags already to go home on Super Bowl Sunday morning so you could watch the game at the house, but that's here nor there. But, Kalen, before we get out of here, what, what do you think, Antonio? Antonio Brown, does he he make an impact for the better or for the worse for Tom Brady and Tampa? Um, you know, I hope it's for the better. Like Ryan was saying, you know, I don't know Antonio Brown personally. Um, I, I do know that he's a tremendous football player. And, you know, again, like like Ryan said, he's going to make an impact one way or another. Like in, in that one game against Miami, it was very apparent that you know, last year for New England that this dude can literally walk on the field and make a difference for a football team. And I think that's going to happen in Tampa Bay, especially when there's so many weapons surrounding him and his time will probably, you know, end up in, he'll be able to produce at a high level. Well, my personal interaction with Antonio Brown, it has been limited, but I, I do know him on a personal level to a, a certain extent. And uh, Ryan, uh, he, he never blocked me. I, that's, that's, that's all I got to <laughs> say, man. I can, I can DM Antonio right now and everything's all good. But uh, like I said, I didn't have the same relationship as you guys did. Wasn't in the trenches winning ball games in Pittsburgh. Now, guys, our time here, it has come to a close because uh, that's going to do it for this Thursday edition of the Ringer NFL show. So for Ryan Shazier, Kalen Jones, and myself, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. And as always, we're part of the Ringer Podcast Network, and you can follow us on Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. Also, Follow us over on Twitter, at Ringer NFL. Now, we're going to be back next Tuesday. It's our regular time slot. And uh, next on the Friday edition of this Ringer NFL show, it's Warren Sharp and Joe House. They're going to hit you with some Week 9 analytics and betting insights. So once again, for Kalen and Ryan, I'm Cole. We'll be back next week on Tuesday. We'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh, my God. The world isn't wide enough. 
Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Au contraire, you're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com. 